What's good, everyone? Welcome back to Bucks Film Room Mini Session, where we are going to be doing daily check-ins to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. For all of our stuff, you can find us on Twitter at Bucks Film Room. And for all of our content, all of our in-depth, great stuff, you can find us at www.bucksfilmroom.com. This is our second day doing this, and so what we're going to do is do many check-ins here about the Milwaukee Bucks on a daily basis. Everyone and their mom has a podcast out there about the Bucks, and so we won't be going very long. We'll try to keep them around like 15, 20 minutes. I say that. Yesterday I was a little over. I think I was at about 24 minutes, but you can check that out. Right now they're going to be on our website and SoundCloud, but we're waiting for iTunes to get approved. So once that goes through, they'll be on iTunes as well. So it's going to be only about the Milwaukee Bucks as well, and there won't be any fluff. We'll just get straight down to business. So with that being said, let's jump into things. The Milwaukee Bucks really took care of the Sacramento Kings on Sunday. They just straight old-fashioned whooping, 144-109. to It was a game that the Bucks really controlled almost from the get-go. They flirted with a 30-point lead. You know, for most of, I would say, starting like midway late in the second quarter and the starters, I mean, Giannis played into the fourth quarter. I think he came out, um, don't quote me on this, but it had to have been like a little after the eight-minute mark in the fourth. But that was really unnecessary. You know, I think, you know, you can't just sit guys for the whole fourth quarter every single game, and that's kind of where the Bucks have been at for most of their contests. So Budenholzer really wanted to get Giannis and some of those other guys a little bit more play, um, especially with the tough road game coming up. It's nice to keep them in shape, which is funny that we're talking about that. Usually it's about not overplaying the starters too much. So the Bucks just straight whoop the king, and I think that's a good sign. The Bucks are a very good team. This is the type of performance you'd expect from a Golden State Warriors, you know, some from somebody like the Houston Rockets, from the Boston Celtics. The Kings, they're nice, you know. Don't get me wrong, the Kings are a nice team. They came in at 6-3, and three and... They have some nice players, but they just aren't nearly as talented as the Bucks are, and the Bucks really proved that, and they took advantage of that. They did what you would think that they would do. So with that being said, let's jump into, into the game and with my takeaways. The biggest takeaway, maybe not the biggest, but one of the takeaways that stood out was Chris Middleton. He just was not very good at the on the night. He hardly played defense was sloppy all around, and I legit think he might have been hungover. I mean, that's just how he looked. I I don't know anything about Middleton, but he just looked really, really slow. And looking at his stats, he was 3 for 12 from the field, uh, 3 of 8 from the three-point line, so that's where all three of his field goal makes came from. Three rebounds, three assists, and 12 points. And really, that doesn't do him justice because he was a lot worse than that. I mean... 3 of 12, you think, yeah, he struggled, but he was just way, way worse than 3 of 12. Um, A couple of plays early in the game when he should be fresh, he let a couple of guys drive right past him. Buddy Heald being one of them, who's not the most athletic, it should be somebody that Middleton can easily lock down. He's on the corner after a tip uh, jump ball. They threw threw it up for the tip. Heald, Heald got the pass ahead and was in the corner, and Middleton just... Let him go right by and tried to do the old wraparound where you poke the ball from behind the defender. And that's just lazy defense. There's no reason for that as, at all. And Middleton just didn't look into it. He didn't look like he was into the game. He looked like he was a player who 
who knew that his team would overtake the Kings in talent and that the rest of his guys would pick up for him. Um, another takeover that I had was the Bucks really got back to playing their brand of basketball. We'll get to this in a little bit, but they ended up taking 56 three-point shots on the night. And so that's what Budenholzer wants. They got out of that game against the Boston Celtics, and to be fair, Boston, that's why they have one of the greatest defenses, if not the greatest defense, in the NBA this season because they take you out of your game. And so this was a really important game as Milwaukee's about to hit the road where they got back into playing what kind of basketball that they want to play, shooting threes, getting out and running. You know, it helped that they dominated the glass. They had 56 rebounds to the Kings 44. So they were really able to get back into their own thing and do their own thing. They also, you know, 144 points. In order to do that, you got to score every quarter. They put up at least 33 points every single quarter. That's just amazing. Uh, that's something that that balance scoring. I mean, last year you'd see some quarters where they might get up in over 30, but this year is just that's a regular occurrence. It's not even that out of the ordinary. Moving on here. Tony Snell. I want to talk about Tony Snell. I know that because of his contract situation, he does not get a lot of love, but he's really been playing pretty nice. Um, I think a couple of guys on Lockdown Bucks have talked about him, but one of the things that I want to point out is that him and Giannis have some pretty decent chemistry. Today, they showed that Jason Kidd still lives on. That might be scary words for some people, but Jason Kidd still lives on. And today he showed that in in a good way. Uh, one time, Giannis was as he's bringing the ball up from half court. He was calling out a guy cleared through the lane. He went and did a dribble handoff with Snell at the three point line. Snell caught caught it and shot the ball right away and drained a three. That's something that they ran a lot in their corner offense last year under Kid, and it's something that Giannis and Snell still go to. In the second half, they went back to that same type of thing where Giannis quickly. Did a nice little dribble handoff with him. Got into the way of Snell's guy. Snell, catch and shoot for another open three and splashed it. And so, though usually it's a scary. It's not a good thing when we say kid lives on. But today, that was a good thing. Giannis absolutely murdered somebody today. And that, I mean, oh, this was just one of Giannis's best dunks of his career. And against a fellow Greekman, against a fellow countryman for Giannis. And he just, so he received a pick and roll from Brooke Lopez, which is something that I'll talk about. I want to write an article about that. The Bucks went to a lot of these, not a lot, but more than usual, I think, pick and rolls between Brooke Lopez and Giannis because the Kings would switch. And in the past, Milwaukee has struggled. And when I say in the past this year, they've kind of struggled when teams have switched because it's harder to get those three-point looks that they want. And so... Tonight, they were going back to that, and then Giannis would just attack off the bounce. So he got a pick and roll, I think off of an inbounds play. I'm not quite sure on that, but got a pick and roll, got Kufos matched up one-on-one, did a crossover from left to right in the middle of the lane, took two of his huge Giannis steps like he always does, and then threw the ball right on Kufos's face. And um, Giannis had a nice quote after that, courtesy of Eric Name of The Athletic Wisconsin. Um, Eric asked Giannis if he felt guilty dunking on Kufos like he did. And Giannis said, quote, Definitely. He's a great guy. Like, he's a great guy. I've met his family. I've met his mother. It's going to be kind of awkward when we go back to Greece again and talk again. But you got to do what you got to do. Period and end quote. 
Giannis is just a killer. He flexed his muscles a little bit after that. He gave a nice little woo, and he was feeling it. You know, I think that was a great play. And you can check out the Twitter feed at Bucks Film Room. I have that as one of the videos that I tweeted out, and it's all over the place as well. I know a number of of people I tweeted it out. It's just it was a great play. Lastly, uh, the Bucks set a franchise record tonight. I think it'll be one of many. I think they'll set this mark many times over as the season goes on. They've set a franchise record for 22 made threes in the game. And that includes, you know, most of their starters not playing for most of the fourth quarter. Or their starters not playing for most of the fourth quarter. The Bucks are 22 of 56. And that doesn't even seem like they were hitting that many tonight, to be honest with you. It was just like a ho-hum night. Um, that's less than 40%. That's 39.3% is what they shot from three. So they definitely have a lot of improvement. Giannis also said after the game that he thinks the NBA record of 25 made threes is in play for them as well. And it's hard to argue with them. I mean, 22 threes on a night where it's like, eh, you know, they're going to play a lot worse teams than the Kings. And so I think that's something that they can definitely strive for and likely achieve and because of all those made threes we even got to see guys like Thon Maker, Sterling Brown, Matthew Delavidova so they got a lot of run they played at least half of the fourth quarter and so I think that's some valuable time and some valuable playing time for those players. All right it's time to look ahead. Milwaukee will be heading to the west coast for a four-game road trip that Begins Tuesday in Portland, and this road trip is just brutal. Um, this, this, which is why this game against the Kings was even more important for the Bucks because they're about to play the Portland Trailblazers on Tuesday. The Trailblazers, who are led by the dynamic duo of C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard, that's going to be a tough matchup because those are two guys who can exploit the type of defense that the Bucks play. And the Trailblazers, people forget, even though they lost quickly in the playoffs last year they were the third seed and so that's going to be a tough way to start out the trip so that's Tuesday night I think at 9 p.m central oh I'm gonna have to take a nap in between there that's that's the secret by the way when these late games you got to take a nap before the game take a nap from like eight to nine you can stay up so anyway Tuesday night trailblazers then just two days later on Thursday night they play the Golden State Warriors we all know about the Warriors don't need to say anything about Steph Curry Clay Thompson um, then they come back on Saturday, staying in California. They play the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers aren't nearly as talented as those other two teams, but they play hard. They work their tail off, and they will not go away quietly. They'll make you work for everything. And then they wrap up uh, in the following week against the Denver Nuggets, who are right up there with one loss on top of the Western Conference as well. And so this will be a great chance not only to see how the Bucks stack up on the road against some of these teams, but it's also a way to see how the conferences stack up, East versus West. The Bucks are supposed to be the cream of the crop in the East, and they're going to be playing the top teams in the Western Conference. So we'll see how that goes. Overall, Milwaukee should try to go, like, I think they got to set their goals high. It's time to raise the bar. 2-2 two and two might have been okay in the past, but really 3-1. and one. You take the game from the Clippers, you take the game from the Trailblazers, and then you try to split either the Warriors or the Nuggets. That's how I see it. I think that that's what the Bucks should set their goal for. You know, you got to aim higher. I think all the stakes, um, all the expectations have been raised already after this 8-1 and start. And so I think 3-1, and that's what they should go for. All right, well, that's all for today. Told you that I would keep it brief, and that's what these are. They're just mini film sessions from the Bucks Film Room. 
So thanks for tuning in. You can check us out on Twitter at Bucks Film Room. You can find all of our content at www.bucksfilmroom.com. And that's all. Peace.